Welcome to the Odds Checker Cheltenham Festival preview panel, both as a podcast and as a video. This is Gold Cup Day, the Friday, the fourth and last day of the festival. I'm joined by three expert panellists, racing journalist and tipster Tony Calvin, Odds Checker's very own uh, tipster Andy Holding, and Joe Chambers, who is racing manager for Mrs. Susanna Ritchie. Three great guests. Uh, I'm your host, George Ellick, and um, before we get going with the racing, just going to point you towards our IJF campaign. The Injured Jockeys Fund, Odds Checker, will be donating 5p for every bet placed during the week of Cheltenham Festival on the festival. Uh, every, pound, every bet over a pound will be donating 5p to the IJF. It's a really important cause. So if you haven't downloaded the Odds Checker app or you haven't used the quick bet function on our site, then I recommend you do so during the festival because uh, you'll be helping to support a, a cause and, and a charity that, that helps uh, everybody in racing. So important that we do so. And fingers crossed we can raise a lot of money for them. Uh, on to the racing now and the, the, the curtain raiser on the final day is the Triumph Hurdle. So Eric is the very hot favourite at 6-5. to five. Uh, Kel Desta, 8-1. to one. Fakir Duderi, who we don't expect to run against his stable mate, uh, is 11-1. to one. Uh, Pick Dorhi, 12-1. Uh, to one. Tiger Tap Tap, 14-1. to one. Gardens of Babylon, Band of Outlaw, 16-1. to 20-1 to one bar. Um, Joe, I'll come over to you first here. Um, a- anything that you... That's caught your eye. Uh, well, we've got Tiger Tap Tap, um, who ran very well first time out at Christmas time in uh, Maiden Hurdle, just behind Sir Eric. It was only the third race of his life, um, and he was pretty green that day. Um, he really disappointed us at the Dublin Racing Festival next time out, um, but we think there are a few reasons for that, and he is seemingly coming back into form ahead of this very hard to see him being able to reverse form with the uh, with, with the short price favourite um, I think the Irish will probably fill the first three if not the first four placings here Paul Nichols has peaked Dory whose form in France is at a very high level um, but he hasn't run over hurdles yet over here um, in the UK um, so uh, I don't know I think it's very hard to, to recommend anything to, to, to beat the favourite at the moment I think Tiger not, uh, I think Tiger will run closer to his Christmas form than his Dublin Racing Festival form um, when he lines up. And he is a tough, he's got a really good attitude. Um, so, you know, we're, he's, a, he's a young horse. He's only had four runs in his life. One of them we're putting a line through. Um, you know, so he's one for the future. So, But, you know, if he can just run well, we'd be delighted with that if he could get in the placings. So Eric, um, he... He's really been a revelation. I think the fact that he's still an entire is really interesting. It wouldn't surprise me if they did try to make a stallion out of him. His dam is a half sister to Mal, or if I'm not mistaken, who's already been a good national hunt stallion. Um, so there is some element of um, of pedigree there as well. But um, yeah, no real view. Just like to see our fellow come in the first three or four if we can. Andy, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. This um, the triumph hurdle because. Um, usually I've got like a benchmark of what a horse should have done if I think it's going to be um, a, a genuine grade one juvenile. I, I remember going back through the years, our Connor really set the benchmark for pre-Triumph um, Hurdle victories when he won the spring juvenile. He clocked a number 77 on, on my um, time figures scale and no juvenile has got anywhere near that ever, ever since. Um, the the benchmark is around about a 70. If you run to a level of a 70 on my numbers, then I think you are a genuine grade one horse. The only, there's only one horse who's run over 70 this year, and that's Fakir Duderis, <laughs> when, he, when he won at Cheltenham. So basically, whichever race Fakir Duderis runs in, 
I want to get with him because I just think he's a cut above. Funnily enough, Sir Eric, even though he's been, well, he was impressive last time, he hasn't run anything remotely near the kind of number I'd expect him to do. He won a slowly run race last time at, at um, Stand. For, for once, the spring juvenile was very slowly run. It suited him. He was off in front. And basically, they were given 109 rated flat horse, a solo in front. Yeah. He was allowed to seize hurdles. He did still make the odd error here then. He dived at a couple, and he, he still wasn't quite sure what he was doing in every department. He got better as the race warmed up. Um, and they were obviously never going to catch him from the back of the second last. He was always going to outpace them. So it'd be interesting to see what kind of tactics they employ with Sir Eric, whether they go off in front again and try and do what they did last time out and make, them, make the most use of him. If he's in behind also and they go fast, and there's obviously some in this, few in this that want to get on with it, you know, you killed their stands, it might just put him into an uncomfortable position. Mm. Um, yes, he's got the most untapped potential in this race, and you know, if it was a foot race, he'd win this easily, but five to four? Would it worry you that you're still a cult? Is that, is that a factor at all? No, it's very popular in France. Um, yeah, yeah uh, the um, Posta Henderson horse that I mentioned earlier on, uh, Janika, that was only gilded uh, when it left Guicherel's, uh before his first run at Ascot. So he's only run twice as a gelding. No, you're um, and they, they're looking, you know, Guillaume McHare in particular, they're looking to make stallions out of their, out of their hurdlers. You know, um, nickname, nickname was an obvious one. Um, who won a grade one chase. Uh, they got a horse coming through now called Jemex, who was a top hurdler there a couple of years ago. His first um, three-year-olds, I think, are on the ground this year. So it's a lot more common over there than it is here. Um, Comanche Court running this as a colt. Or did he win his maiden hurdle as a colt? That's Ted Walsh's. Yeah. yeah. Something tells me he won his maiden hurdle as a colt. Okay. Um, so... Uh, I could be completely wrong, but no. Over in France, it's it wouldn't worry me. It'd worry me if um, some devious connections lamped a filly in front of him walking around the parade or something like that. <laughs> what, Gordon, but, uh, Gordon Surrey uh, couldn't couldn't possibly comment. But uh, yeah. um, I think Joseph is. Uh, I think the O'Brien clan are fairly well versed in handling cer certain such uh, instances. I think it'd be paraded out of. Uh, Order. <laughs> Tony, anything catching your eye? Uh, yeah, um, I've had a I've had a speculative bet. Uh, I've nibbled a, a few prices on Betfair, and I backed it twenty nine each way. Pentland Hills. I just took the opinion that Sir Eric was the, the standout for me, but far too short for at five to four for the reasons Andy says. Uh, I thought Pentland Hills was really really impressive at Plumpton, albeit you know he needs to improve a fair bit from that. But the way he beat a fair one hundred and twenty six horse. Uh, in the flying sofa, even getting nine pounds was really, really impressive at Plumpton. I think the plan is to go there now. They were talking about entry afterwards, but I think they're going to. They probably looked at the triumph and just thought, outside of the favourite, this is, you know, this is a winnable race. Um, it's really interesting. Nicky Henderson made the point a couple of days ago that he actually ran uh, first bout in that race on his debut, that Plumpton race that uh, Pentland Hills won, and that won the triumph on his next start. I'm not sure going to say lightning he's going to strike twice, but. Um, I'm, I'm going to pay to find out a 20 to 1 each way, Penton Hills. Yeah, Penton Hills 20 to 1 with, uh, with Betfair Sportsbook and William Hill. Uh, worth pointing out that uh, neither of those two are non run, no bet, but uh, the, the thinking seems to be that despite early indications that, that he goes straight to entry, Penton Hills will be here and lining up for the triumph on Friday. Um, and just in case you were cut a bit short there, I just wanted yeah, to check if there's I, anything I can, else you wanted I to I can second that as well with uh, Penton Hills. Um, 
he, he clocked a very good time. Not a sensational overall time, but certainly respectable. But he was his, his last circuit time compared to Brandon Castle, which is the one. It was absolutely electric. He flew around there. And he, at the time when I thought flying server got beat, I was literally like dumbstruck. Um, but then I've gone back into the numbers and I, I know why. So he, he can obviously operate Pentland Hills. Obviously, lack of experience as a one run. That might count against him. But he certainly deserves to take his chance, particularly in a year where the UK horses have been fairly moderate. Um, and it might, again, it might cut up this race um, and be a relatively small field. Um, the things with Sir Eric, I mean, I, I jumped on Sir Eric after he won first time. I thought, well, I'll take a chance because he'll win the Spring Juvenile. And, but, and, and then you're in a good position. But I was more underwhelmed, funny enough, with his last run because of the time and, and, and the way it went. That I think there's definitely flaws. Even though I backed him, I think he's most likely to win. I do think there's flaws in him. I think if you get him at it, and he can be put under uh, under pressure. He might just make mistakes. It's a bit of a um, message behind as well from two out, yeah. wasn't it? From two out round the home bend, everybody got in each other's way. Yeah, I don't to make up ground off a slow pace. That's right. I just don't think he's as bomb-proof as the price suggests. A vulnerable favourite then seems to be the opinion from uh, from the guys here. Uh, we'll move on now to the county hurdle. Um, Eurodale fourteen to one. I mean, we can just about call call him Fav, but it's uh, you can throw a, uh, throw a blanket over most of these. Um, Ivanovic Gorbachev is 16 to 1 currently, Monsieur Lecoq 16 to 1, Southfield Stone 16 to 1, Vision Donneur 16 to 1, um, Wanderleich, who's, who's kind of 8s and 10s around, 888 uh, go standout 16s, um, Felix Dezgi, De which we've already spoken about, another one 16 to 1. Um, so, yeah, anyone, anyone got, a, got a strong view here? Well, Wanderleich is, is ridiculously short. I mean, he's artificially short because he's trained by Charles Burns and bookmakers just don't want to be offering cute prices about one of his. Yeah. But, I mean, you couldn't back him off the back of his last one at Leopardstown. He was a massive, massive drifter yeah. that day. Well, they come for the other one, and that one won. Um, on, um, on, on you go. Is it? On, on you <laughs> Surprise! Go. Uh, so, yeah, I, mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be reluctant to sort of mention him in any glowing terms. I think it'd be interesting if um, something from the, from the Imperial Cup Saturday was to double up. I think that's always worth looking at. I know Winston C has entered in the Imperial Cup and he's a strong fancy yep. there and, and he's he's down to run the Imperial Cup. Maybe connections are looking at um, going going back to back. I think Whiskey Sour is one to look at. Um, at a price. Twenties. Yeah. Um, he's he's run some decent races and top quality races. He looks as though he's been given a break, especially for this. But at the moment I haven't got a particularly strong view. I'm not I'm not sitting it down here thinking, Oh yeah, I know the county hurdle winner. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, Does I'll, anyone? I'll, I'll pass it over to the boys. <laughs> no. Nothing for Tony. No, I, the one I think that's highly progressive, and he won in an absolute quagmire at Sandown the last day, was Monsieur Le... I'll let you pronounce the second word. Monsieur Le Coq. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I think he won in a quagmire. I think he's very progressive. Um, and uh, I could see him... I know he's towards the front of the market, but I think he fully merits it. Monsieur Le Coq is 16-1 to 1 with Skybet, Betfair Sportsbook, and 188-bet. Um, very quickly then through the county hurdle and onto the Albert Bartlett, the third of the novice hurdles over the maximum trip of the three. Um, and we have, um, very bad at saying this horse's name, Liznega Oscar, I've gone for here, um, is the uh, seven to one favorite. Uh, Commander of Fleet, 15 to two. Dickie Diver, eight to one. Birchdale, 10 to one. Alaho, an interesting runner um, at 12 to one. Battle over Doyen, who we don't expect to run in this race, is 12 to one without the no run, no, no bet. Um, relegate 14s and 16s bar. Um, Tony, any any angles here? Yeah, I've, I've managed to nick a very, very tiny bet on Liz Nagar Oscar at 20, uh, 25s. Um, very impressive last time. Now 7-1. I think that is 
I think he's the, I think he's the right favourite. Very impressive that day. Um, I've been one of my bigger anti-post positions is on Rock Point. Uh, the horse who actually beat Nagaroska at Cheltenham earlier in the season. Um, about that sixteens, uh, uh, quite a few times in twenties, and obviously he's he's drifted out massively, and we don't know where he's going to go to the race. Yeah. The owners are keen to run at Sandown on Saturday. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the decks. Um, at the present time for that, whether he's going to go there or not. But Colin Tizar's keen to go for the Albert Bartlett. I can see why the, ho the Albert Bartlett is a race that always goes to a, a very experienced horse, and Rock Point at least has that. I wasn't too downhearted by his run over two mile five under a penalty at, on quick ground at uh, Warwick after that Cheltenham win. But that, that run behind Nisnagar Oscar last time at, uh, at Haydock was incredibly disappointing. But I, what I would say is the horse has drifted to about three times the price that I expected him to go off on Betfair on his last two starts and Colin Tizars is on record on saying the horse is very stuffy needs a lot of work um, so all is not lost but he's, he's now a 33 to 1 chance and possibly an unlikely runner so I can't put it out for here but um, I at least would like a run for my money by if Rock Point gets there and I think he could put those two runs behind him but I do think this Nagar Oscar is the correct favourite and still probably a fair price after what he did last time at 7-1. to one. So Rock Point is 33s pretty much across the board. Um, Tony there mentioned the importance of experience in this race. And on the Thursday podcast, Joe, you spoke about how with Chivley Park and some Irish trainers pretty quite keen to give them winners. And you've got Alaho, who's a, a horse with not much experience, just the two runs for Willie Mullins, um, finishing fourth initially and then, and then winning well next time out at Clonmel. And seems to be some positive noises coming out um, about Alaho as well, who's currently um, 12 to 1, was about, I think it was about 14s or 16s last week. Yeah, hopefully Willie won't listen to this, um, but I think he runs the wrong horse in this race more often than not. Um, I think Boston Bob was the best novice he ever brought to Cheltenham at the time, and he ran him in the Bartlett instead of the, um, the, the Ballymore. I think if, if Alaho lined up in the Ballymore, I'd be really interested in him. Um, I thought he was travelling plenty free enough in Ruby's hands um, the last day. Um, uh, at Thurless so I, I, I don't know I just think he might be better coming back and trip that's just my own opinion Willie values my opinion very highly uh, because it gives him one option to eliminate immediately um, <laughs> but I, I'd be with uh, I like listening to Oscar. I think Manella Indo who was second behind Alaho the last day I think he'll um, I think he's a horse I can see running a big race uh, Dunvegan is a horse I have a lot of time for he was clinically abnormal after the Dublin Racing Festival so I don't know if he's going to line up or not if it was a quagmire um, Darren Ross I could see him running very well over the uh, extended trip but the one I really hope lines up here is Relegate um, I think they'll get her hurdling um, sorted out I think she'll love every um, yard of the trip she obviously loves the hill she fairly rattled home in the bumper last year and um, getting seven pounds, um, I can see her running a huge race in the Bartlett if, um, if she does line up. 14 to 1 relegate is currently with Marathon Bet. Uh, that is the best price. And, and tens across the board, 365 go 8 to 1. So probably worth taking that, uh, that 14s if you can pretty quickly. And just because it's the biggest horse, um, biggest price horse we've had mentioned so far in any of these, I'll flag up Minella Indo, who you pointed out there, who finished behind Alaho last time. Currently 66 to 1. Uh, with Betfred and Tote Sport, with non run no bet and also with black type who don't offer that um, so maybe one if you're looking for a bigger price fancy that could be one to go for um, Andy yeah well I've put up uh, Liz Nagar Oscar haven't I yeah. um, <coughs> for Old Chicken last week uh, the week before um, when he won at Haydock it's only after I went back and done the numbers that I realised how good the performance was he looked good on the day and I thought, as soon as he went over the line I thought god that's an Albert Bartlett horse and then 
the time figures told me that that was very much the case. I think it ran the last circuit two and a half seconds quicker than Cal Destan. Mm. Two mile horse, you think? Big, big weight difference there as well, I thought. Yeah, there, wouldn't there, be, yeah, uh, well, there was. There, I think there was. Yeah. So, God, this is a, this is a fair tool. Um, he seemed to find an extra leg as well because the day before he would have been beaten by Dickie Dyer, I think, at Chepstow. So I think the step up in trip certainly helped him. Whether he just came mature that that race at Chepstow just matured him, I don't know. Um, he's got previous challenge form as well. I mean, he should have won that day when Rock, Rock Point beat him. He, be he kicked the last out of the ground right when the point when he was drawing alongside. So he's got Cheltenham form, he's got experience, which is what you need, Tony's already pointed that out. Always goes to horses, have plenty of runs. And obviously Rebecca's won this race before with that Fisher's Cross. So it does tick a hell of a lot of boxes. Um, I, I still think 7-1's fair value. Um, Joe's mentioned Derry Moss, uh, that's a horse I like. He's a proper, proper out-and-out stayer. Um, he's won two races this year. He beat Sam's profile at Cork. That's right two starts ago and obviously Sam's profile won't be a million miles away in the um, Ballymore so he's won a grade three and, uh, sorry he's won a grade two grinder um, he's a proper grinder yeah that's what you need for this you need stamina horses with tons of stamina and, and, and the, the heart for this race win it um, obviously Willie's come unstuck a few times with some high profile ones that have been a bit disappointing I think Bacardi's I could see the likes of Alaho, Dickie Diver Birchdale if he lined up yeah they could be better longer-term prospects. They might even overturn the form. They might, yeah. Punches down, but I, I, this race just seems to go to those. That that's are it. That's why I think a little bit slower and a little bit good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and that's why I think Lizzie Garoska will take um, quite a bit of beating. So yeah, he'd be one of my strongest fears of the week. So Lizzie Garoska currently seven to one best price standout with Hills. Darren Ross uh, mentioned by Joe and Andy uh, sixteen to one currently. Uh, on to the big one now, the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Uh, presenting Percy and Clan Desovo sharing favouritism currently at four to one. Uh, Native River last year's winner six to one. Kenboy ten to one. Might bite fourteen to one. Bells Hill fourteen to one. Sixteen to one. Bar and and, and uh, Tony, you mentioned um, I come to you first. You spoke mm. to Nico about Might Bite on um, the other podcast, so we may as well repeat it here. Yeah, he was, uh, he worked him on Sunday. Did a solo gallop. I said, look, was it just a, a dawdle round? He said, no. He said, I really let him go on. And he said, you know, they, in his own words, he said, they rock and rolled uh, over 10 fences, very, very happy with them. Increasingly, they're, you know, they're, they're getting, they think the horse is getting there. It's had a, it's had a slight wind up. Nicky Henderson's got a great record, as with Paul Nichols, uh, with a strike rate after the wind up. So, obviously, we know they want decent ground. They're confident of a run, but personally, even at 12s, 14 to 1, it's not really for me. I'm not going to argue about particularly going to argue about the prices uh, at the top of the market, presenting Percy, Glenna, Zobo, but even at fours, nine to two, they don't excite me. Um, just coming to the chase, uh, I've been backing invitation only uh, ever since the Tiestes. Um, I had a few quid on him before that as well. Um, slipped on landing when when him pulled up in the uh, JLT last year, so you know I wouldn't ha uh, have the Cheltenham form against him. But um, I just thought he was really impressing the Tiestes last time. I think he's unexposed over the trip. Um, he clearly needs to improve on that Gowan run, but it's really interesting that Willie Mullins has used that as a stepping stone twice in recent years with the winner. Both of them, uh, on his own, and Jackadam went on from that to finish uh, second in the Gold Cup in, on his own, obviously beating a short head. Um, Jackadam beating two lengths. Albeit, I think one of those, I think uh, Ollie's went on to win the Bobby Joe before we got there, but I think Jackadown went straight from the Tiestes 
there. Invitation only won the tices of a higher mark than Jackadam. I just I've been backing it at big prices. It's still seventy plus win only on Betfair at the moment. I, that's where I've been doing most of my trade on it. Uh, if you want to back him, you can back him at forty-one each way with hills. That's not that's that's all in or thirty-three is not one no bet. Um, you know, you, you pay your money, you take your choice. I'm quite happy to be keep on chipping away at uh, you know sixty, seventy plus on Betfair. But invitation only for me is the better the gold cup. Joe, um, until Pat Kelly proves that he's wrong, I think you have to stick with him with presenting Percy. Um, unconventional and all that I just think the horse is an absolute weapon um, and he's got it right the last couple of years um, they clearly believe that he's good enough I think he's probably going to only get a bigger price between now and then based on all the vibes and all the different bits of negativity coming out um, Nichols is absolutely deadly when he gets hold of a horse like Clandes Oboe he just seems to know exactly what makes them tick I could see Native River bouncing back. Um, but uh, if the ground is on the soft side of good, I will be backing Annabelle Fly on the day. And particularly if Mona Lee turns up in the Ryanair the day before and runs well, I think uh, I think that was a huge run over two and a half miles at Gorn the last day in the Red Mills. Um, and uh, if they could make a bit more... He, he never got into it last year. He stayed on really, really well, but... You know, it was a two-horse race almost from flagfall last year and nothing really ever got into it from behind. I, they, made, they probably learnt a good bit from it as well, but um, I Percy and Annabelle Fly for me. Annabelle Fly, 25-1 to 1, uh, with Skybet and Labrooks, both with non-no bet and bet victor as well, <coughs> I should say, and uh, 888 Sports. So uh, interesting with them and looking through that Monolith form as well before, beforehand. Uh, Andy, the, the main man for the main, for the main race. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a stellar Gold Cup. Um, every horse that counts is going to be there. I think we're going to get 16 or more runners, based on what I can see. Um, that'll make sure that most bookmakers will be betting five places. Some will go six. So yeah. I don't think there's any, any real need to have Getting a bet at the moment. Yeah. No, I don't think so. We get a chance to look at the, what's in the lineup. We get a chance to see the ground, who's in form as well. I think that's important, which trainers are in form. Um, but just based on what they've done so far this season, then... I've been, even though he hasn't won, I've been particularly impressed with Nate River. Um, things haven't quite worked out for him, but he's done nothing wrong in his two runs. Obviously, Kenton didn't suit him, but he, he, I just love the way he battled on all the way to the line. But Chilton's a different ball game, particularly on the new course. He gets into that rhythm. He's off in front. We know he's going to push this lot into the areas where they just don't want to be going. Yeah. Um, and you know they gradually drop off one by one, one by one, and he just tightens his grip, tightens his grip. And he'll he'll just keep grinding away. I think he's a really good each way bet on the day. Perhaps something in around the five six to one mark with six places, five six places. And I certainly think Road to Respect has come here a little bit under the radar because he got beat last time out in a small field. But interestingly, that they went a right gallop that day. Him and Bells Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe's already mentioned the storyteller, and even though he got beat seven or eight lengths, he still won a good number. They were, they went quicker than La Bagaroy, over two and a half miles, which suggests they were trapping on. And he ran well in the Gold Cup last year. He also, similar to Annabelle Fly, never really got in it because it was a bit of a, a two-horse race from a long way out. It was hard to make the ground up from the back of the field. Um, he, he should have won the Neville Chase early in the season, but he, he slipped up at the bend and then he got knocked. And then he, and then he, he, uh, he tried to go for a run at the inside when he got knocked, 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 knocked sideways. He should really be almost coming here three wins on the spin. Um, he should have won the us down last time I could say he backed off his hurdles when he fences when he was in front the ground is too fast for him as well 
Um, but a bigger field, stronger gallop, more conventional race. I think Rose of Respect's got to go well. He's 20 to 1. I'll, I'll definitely be looking to back him sort of five, six places on the day or for a place. He might get sort of four to one a place on the day. Um, yeah, so so I, I, I think Presenting Percy is the right favourite. I couldn't knock him. His Galmore hurdle win was good. He's just a big time operator. He's won twice around Cheltenham. But at the prices, Native River is very solid, and I think Road to Respect is also one worth looking at at a price. Road to Respect 20 to 1 with Hills and Betfair Sportsbook, and uh, Native River with the same two firms, 6 to 1. And I think if you'd, if you'd told us uh, after last year's race to be only 6 to 1 about Native River, would have been, um, well, I certainly would have been getting involved myself. Um, any, any other comments on, on the Gold Cup before we move on to the last two? No. So this is where I'll be. Just, just, uh, just on Andy's on Road to Respect, Noel was making the Ryanair a live runner for him yesterday. Right. On, okay. um, on, um, he was chatting to Gary after the bumper, which was a bit mm. weird. I don't know why, but no. he, was, he was at pains to suggest that the Ryanair is more than just a possibility for him. Well, if that's the case, he'd be a huge player. He'd be a big that. runner in that. Yeah, definitely. 16 to 1 paddies and uni bet on road respect with non-runner no bet, which given what Joe's just said, yeah. is probably that's the right probably, pro- probably the right play. very close to favourite mm-hmm. if he'd be running that. Um, Oh yeah, on to the last two now. That's when I'll be heading to the train station to avoid the rush um, on my way back to London. But stand up and fight, four to one, favourite for the Fox Hunters, Hazel Hill thirteen to two, Road to Rome, uh, seven to one, Uccello Conti seven to one, Chantou Flyer nine to one, Cadaberle and Cruzlin both twelve to one, fourteen to one bar. Um, to the to the floor. Any any of these guys um, taking a fancy? Yeah, if, if you're looking for market moves, uh, Cad de Burley's been a mover in recent days. Uh, won the point to point yesterday, albeit uncompetitive, but it's got a really good Cheltenham record. Uh, ran really well, went fifth in the race last year. I think the 12 to one will be under pressure, um, but I haven't really got a firm opinion. I haven't had a bet in the race. Andy. Um, I did a um, one of these preview panels last year um, with Nick. Nick Schofield. Is it this and, one? And, yeah, that's right, yeah. of course, yeah. His best bet of the meeting was, yeah. uh, actually I did two with him, funny mm. enough, that's why I was getting confused. And his best bet of the meeting was Cade de Burley. Yeah. Because I think he was in on the, with the owners or something like that or whatever. He would have known it from Nichols. From Nichols, that's right, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Well, he, was, he was tipped up on Friday by a guy called Reese Williams, uh, oh. who's uh, a... a lives down West Country Way but he'd be a bit of a point to point aficionado mm. and I think he's done a call him for at the races he's put a he's tipped him up on that yeah but if he did that obviously the, the, that price would have the, you know that tip would have been cemented by the weekend when yeah. he'd be uncompetitive right? but, but he was a long way back in the Fox Hunters last year because obviously I had my eye on him because I, I did have a few he, quid uh, on him he finished but he was miles he was, he was about 20th going past <laughs> the stands he had no right to finish 5th so I think connections were thought right. They went to Punchestown, won the, won, beat the best in Ireland in the, on the Ram soil. And then, obviously, they, I didn't realise he had a point-to-point win the other day. Yeah, 21 length victory, that one at Punchestown as well. Yeah. Yeah. What price is it at the moment, by the way? 12. Uh, he is 12-1. Uh, yeah, I'm not a hunter aficionado, but he, he's the one immediately that jumps out the page yeah. from, from what happened last year. Okay. Nothing more to add over, uh, over and above that, um, to be honest with you. Fine, on to the last one then, and it's the grand it's annual... Two to, two to last go. Two. Last two, two sorry. Yeah. Last Listen, two. Got, got excited. We can deal with them together if you want. Yeah, I think that's probably the right thing to do. Well, I think I know what you're going to say then. Uh, the grand annual. <laughs> um, we, can, we can have a, uh, an over-under line on how many Nicky Henderson runners we'll have here as well. Uh, Magic Saint, 7-1. to one. What's wrong with you? 10-1. to one. Us and them, 14-1. to one. Not another muddle, 14-1. to 16-1 uh, to one bar. 
Um, yeah, Tony, I'm, I'm guessing it's a... To be honest with you, I, I think Magic Saint is I'm surprised how short it is at the moment. Obviously, that Ascot form has worked out, the fifth worked out well, one well last time, but uh, I can't be having him at 7-1 to one in that kind of field. I, I can pass on a really good word for Bundoran. I mean, that's available at 25s. Again, he might have showed his hand a little bit too early at Cheltenham in November when a really good winner from a dual subsequent scorer, but he did go up £10 for that. But uh, course, forms, course and distance form, uh, I think he's got two one, form figures of 2-1-2 Bundoran. Um, so he could be interesting, 25s each way, but sometimes it does go to a less exposed uh, handicapper than that. Um, and talking about favourites, I think they're very, very keen on Dallas to pick on, aren't they? On the, in the Martin Pipe, very keen. But again, he's about 5-1, five, 11-2. Five <coughs> so I haven't had a bet. And if I haven't had a bet, I'm not going to do any recommendations. So... Um, I'm sitting those two out from a, a tipping and a betting point of view. Okay, we'll tackle the Grand Annual first then, Andy. Um, that that 25 to 1 for Bundoran is an absolute insult. The, 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 the key to Bunduran and Tony know better than I do, he's brilliant fresh. Mm. I think Tom Jaws has recognised that. It's hard to put a lid on him, he's quite an exuberant type. Mm. But first time out when he beat Movie Legend, I mean, that's one since. Pepe Le Pew, who was yeah. 30, won the other day. Um, do it for the village, got beat 30 lengths out, hacked up next time out at Chepstow. Mm. I mean, it was a. It was a Good performance that day, and then and then next time out, you know, maybe it might have just come a bit too quick. But I mean, Ozzy the Oscar who beat him was a fair yeah. tool anyway. They had a, they had, he had a spin round uh, after racing at Exeter with God's Own uh, last week. Bring these racehorse gallops me absolutely mm. nothing, but they just had a they just had a little spin round there to you know, give him a bit of an away day as well. The 20, 20 and twenty five to one, like I said, he's, he's a big price. He's got Cheltenham form, and he, he ran well in the. Um, the, the old Close, close Brothers, brothers yeah, behind Tully East. It was six in the block, yeah, Close he, Brothers, yeah. He probably just didn't stay the two and a half. Oh. They've, they've obviously worked out that he needs a strong run too. So he, he's got he's got a lot going for him, mm. Dumbunder. And, and the Tom Jaws also in great nick as well. Yeah, I was going to say that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a big prize. That 25 to 1 available with a few firms. Coral, Betfred, uh, Tote Sport, 888 and Sporting Bet, the ones who offer the non-run no bet. Um, but you should be okay there. Joe, anything for you here? Sold on Bundoran. I'll... Um, Probably just because I'm a glutton for punishment, I'll probably back the 11-year-old Duke and Avon on the day as well. Uh, didn't run too badly at Leopardstown. On, um, he was third in a two-mile handicap chase at the Dublin Racing Festival. Um, so I think, yeah, uh, I'm no real strong view on it. And then the Martin Pipe, um, no view other than if Henry ran one of his two mares, um, Honeysuckle or Sonoria, they'd be really interested in that. Sounds like because uh, of Bundoran, I'm now going to have to get the later train back uh, back home, which is a bit of a blow. Um, Andy, in the, in the Martin Pike, yeah. I'll, I'll quickly wrap it through the through the runners. You got you got Dallas to Picton's is six to one. Uridel seven to one. Honeysuckle, who we don't expect to run in the race at sixteen to one. Um, Live love laugh, we've heard from, from Joe is unlikely to run here as well. This is twenty to one. Capitaine twenty to one. Um, again, it's. it's who knows? I mean, at the moment, it's difficult to know who's going to run. It's going to cut up massively. Um, but any, any catching your catching Well, your I own. think the first thing you need to look at when you're looking at this race is what has got the potential to be a graded horse next next season. You look at the likes of Sir de, Sir Deschamps, Don Polly, yeah. um, Killers of Vic. Champagne Classic. Champagne Classic. Blow by blow to a smaller degree this year. You look good early on mm. in the season. It often goes to a horse that's... The trainers think a hell of a lot of. Um, they're all gigging. And they're all gigging. All, all those I've just mentioned are gigging stands. They're all running so, up about 124. So up pops, up pops Dallas to Picton, of course, who's a gigging stand horse who's had 
two wins this season. He was he, he won a very slowly run race last time out at, at Leopardstown. It was a crawl. That might not necessarily have suited him, but he still was too good. Mm. Um, conversely, the time before, he won in a fast time. So he's got a bit of both. So he's very, very unoriginal, tipping a six-to-one favourite in a race like that. But, yeah, if they get a good pilot for him, um, and I presume they'll get the best <laughs> available, then, um, yeah, he, sh- he should uh, be justifying his position, I think. Is Easy Game entered in this race? I think he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's Sorry, Pleasure there. Dome. I keep getting them mixed up. Pleasure Dome. Oh, she jumped terrible last time out, didn't she? No, not, is that the not one? In the, not, in the, not in the betting. No, no, okay. No, it was just, um, it was a crawl of a race and he was way out the back. Yeah, yeah, um, she just never got into I'd rhythm say, that day at all. I'd say an awful lot better than the, yeah, that form. Yeah, I think she ran third behind... Um, Darren Ross. Darren Ross and, right. and uh, the Limerick. time before, yeah, yeah. Danny Limerick. I so think, that, that's um, a true barometer to her yeah. form. Um, so that brings us to, to, to the end of racing. We'll, we'll whip around you guys quickly to get your, your naps of the, uh, of the Friday. So, Tony, coming to you first. Um, I, would, I would get involved with invitation only, win only on, on the exchange. But if you want a, a, a bet, um, a fixed odds bet, I would go Penton Hills, 20 to 1 each way, uh, with Hills and Betfair. And that's all in, not normal, I know bet. Andy? Legend of Guy Roscoe. Joe? Uh, Relegate, Bartlett. There you have it. Thank you very much to our experts for uh, hopefully uncovering some value on the Friday of Cheltenham. And thank you very much for listening. As I say, with the IJF campaign, for every bet of a pound or more placed either on your checker website through QuickBet or placed through our app, we will be, be donating 5p to a very, very valuable cause in the Indian Jockeys Fund. So please keep that in mind and have a fantastic festival. 